0: Welcome to the Every Day is a New Day podcast and live show. The inspirational show about moving forward and choosing to be more of you. Transmuting the self-doubt and stepping into courageously aligned confidence in who you uniquely are. My name is Kim O'Neill. I'm a twice-certified transformational confidence coach, Reiki master, best-selling author, and former crime analyst who now helps empathic, heart-centered individuals shatter the noise of self-doubt, find clarity on what self-love really looks like, and the courage to be peacefully grounded in who you've always known you are from the inside out. Join me for the live shows on Facebook and YouTube and visit kimonealcoaching.com for more info. Let's get to it. All right, and welcome to the Every Day is a New Day show. My name is Kim O'Neill, and you are watching us live either on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn, or possibly joining us today on one of the many audio podcast platforms. And I say welcome and thank you. It is so good to be here with you today. Today's topic is one that I personally believe we can all relate to. And I'm especially grateful to have today's guest. Before I bring her up here, I will just give you a heads up what today's topic is. Today, we're going to be talking, talking about bully proofing you, taming the bully between your ears. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, who, who who can who, Who's had some experience with that? <laughs> Before we get started with the rest of the show, though, let's take a moment to be fully present in this moment and shake off yesterday. Shake off anything that's been weighing you down, holding you back, playing out, maybe on repeat in your mind, in your experiences, whatever it might be, let's take a moment to release it, let it go, and you can simply do that by moving your body, by taking the opportunity to shift your focus and make a new decision of what you're gonna choose to focus on, what you're gonna choose to be present to right here, right now, because this is where your greatest power is and it's a gift you give yourself, which ultimately is given to the world. So take a deep breath. I'm gonna say a quick hello to our live viewers here today. We have, oh, Helene is with us. Hello, Helene, It is good to see you. Uh oh, okay. So, I'm going to start off by sharing a quote with you. And the quote is by Karen Selmonson. You are wonderful, valuable, worthwhile, lovable. Not because others think so. Self-worth comes from only one place. Self. I love that. I love that quote. I wanted to share that with you today. Okay, let's get to today's guest. I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit about her to you first. Today, I am speaking with Jeannie Sisko-Meth. Jeannie Sisko-Meth is the expert that shares ways to improve relationships by taming the bully between your ears. Many people think they can change their life by changing the people around them. Jeannie's message teaches you how to live your life no matter what anyone says. I love that. She was a high school educator for 17 years and saw firsthand the devastation a bully can have on a person, classroom, or community. She also witnessed the power of personal value and how your belief in yourself creates your life. And so with that, I'm going to bring Jeannie Sisko-Meth up onto the screen.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Welcome, Jeannie. It's so good to have you here today.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: I, I want to share with everyone, um, you already know this, but I want to share with everyone because I think it is... Um. I think it's something that may be beneficial to everyone. So I'm going to share with everyone how I first okay. met you. So I met genius Cisco meth about, I don't even know exactly, maybe five or six years ago. It, it's a long time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we briefly met at a conference. I am sharing this because this highlights the impact you can have on a person. in, in just a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, we met very briefly at a conference many years ago did one of those exercises for everyone who who does networking and business conferences and things like that you know there's always some opportunity or experience to okay now get up and walk the room meet other people introduce yourself right do an exercise whatever it might be and Jeannie was one of the people i encountered in one of those (laughs) those moments and at the time i was just uh, (sighs) having a time of it with uh, the entrepreneurial experience and I won't get into that, but I I do recall just kind of like blah, sharing with her. (laughs) And she was so kind in that moment to say, well, you know, I'd be willing to offer you a spot to, you know, guest blog on my, on my blog. And I was just like, wow. (laughs) Wow. thank you." and that's all it was. I never even took her up on it, um, but I—I'm—that I, stuck with me for years. And I have thought, I have thought so many times to reach out to you, Jeannie. And I finally did. And I—I'm I, so glad to have you on here to be able to share more about your messaging. And so, anyway, just thank you again.
1: Yeah I'm I'm so glad you did and it just goes back to prove that there are no coincidences. I believe they're all divinely inspired moments, you know. And I just want to take a moment and say how much I love the name of your show because I learned years ago that at night, you know the way you started shaking off yesterday and everything, I learned that at night I label that day. Because if I label that day, then I can put it in the pages and let it go and so at night when i'm laying in bed i'm like okay today was and sometimes it's a learning experience (laughs) and sometimes it's like wow amazing today was a miracle you know and every day is a miracle but sometimes it feels more like a learning experience (laughs) there's
0: there's a phrase that that maybe you've heard before um, it's either. So the way I heard the phrase was, it's either a lesson or a blessing. And yeah. and they, they do it that way, cutting the G off a lesson or a blessing. And to me, I say, you know what, if it's a lesson, it's
1: always it is a blessing. blessing. Yeah. Yeah. I just did a newsletter letter this morning talking about how we find gold in the valleys. You know, you don't go looking for gold on the top of a mountain. So we just live at, a, at the tail end of where a whole bunch of gold mines are. And, you know, people still go up there and pan for gold and stuff. And I was thinking, we find the gold in the valleys. And that's a metaphor for when I'm in the valley, when I'm trudging, when I'm, you know, I climb up the mountaintop and when I'm on the peak. I don't need to learn anything. I'm I'm there. I'm I'm serving. But it's when I'm down in the valleys, when I'm slogging it out, that's where the gold is found. That's where I've got to pay attention to the lessons that I need to learn. And the gold is in the lesson. The gold is in the struggle. The strength. The growth is in the struggle. So learning experiences are good. There, I still I still haven't learned how to like embrace them yet. <laughs> But you know, I'm, I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> I I'm right there with you. I I am I'm actively practicing that, and it's it's not easy, but it's I love that. I had never heard the you find the gold in the valleys. That's such a yeah. good one. great one. Yeah. Oh, okay, Jeannie. So I love how uh, your emphasis is on bully pre- proofing individuals by of course first starting with themselves yeah. and um you know i do have some questions for you but is yeah. before i ask you anything is there is there anything that just like you want to share initially about like how you came to talking about this or
1: oh my gosh okay so a quick backstory on me <laughs> yeah. i'm six foot tall i was legally blind before i got before I got LASIK, um, had a horrible, horrible speech impediment, um, all kinds of things. And so I was a huge target for bullies in school. And I had a teacher in high school that loved my height. And so it was that perspective shift from, here's this loopy girl, you know, to this, we need you on our basketball team, <laughs> you know, and so it was, he was just an incredible, incredible teacher and coach and, and mentor, my first mentor, you know, he coached me in basketball and and but he stayed with me, and I'm like, man, if I could just help one person, like he helped me, and so I decided to become a teacher. And I became a teacher. I was a teacher, high school teacher for 17 years, and 15 of those years, were at an alternative high, because I figured, man, if I could make an impact here, that's a generational impact. You know, kids, kids. So many of my students were like, you know, they they knew they were going to go to the point of the mountain. The point of the mountain here is this state prison. You know, and we also have a federal prison connected with it. But they knew that's where they were going. I'm like, why, why do you know that's where you're going? Well, dad's there and uncle's there and my brother's there. And I'm like, well, holy moly, you don't have to go there. There are other options. And so that is what created bullyproofing Proofing You. It's that me learning how to tame my bully so I could become a teacher and then helping students seem at work day to day in my students' lives and just it was so powerful and and a, one of the teachers says jeannie you need to share this with more people and i'm like mommy mommy <laughs> so when i sat down to write my, my book bully proofing you i could hear all of those voices from you know elementary school and high school telling me how stupid i was and you know i, I couldn't spell and i remember sitting at my desk going wait a minute if I was the only person that couldn't spell, somebody wouldn't have invented spell check. And I'm like,
0: "You go, no, You got this." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So that's just a quick
1: backstory.
0: I I thank you for sharing that because it's always good to know how someone came to doing what they do. But it's also a great testament to like what we were ju- what we were just saying a moment ago mm-hmm. about right about how learning to find the value and loving the yeah. when you're when you're in the valley right, and mm-hmm. then how it can. Help lead you right to that mountaintop, and and uh, that's a great story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We have a lot of comments. Let me take a quick look, see how, who else has joined us here, and just say hello to everybody. It is good to have you with us. Let us know how you can relate to today's topic. Hello, Joanne. Hello, Betty. Oh my goodness, I'm just doing a quick scroll here. Helene says, amen, I'm listening to the blessing. Yes, absolutely. And Betty is saying, bullying is very common with people with disabilities, including me in junior high school. Betty, you are a gift to the world.
1: You need a copy of this. (laughs) Betty, if you shoot me an email, I'll send you a free digital copy. um, Because the scars of bullying can last with us forever if we don't deal with them. And so I would love to give you a free digital copy of my book, uh, email genie at JeannieCiscoMeth.com, No hyphen. And I will look forward to reaching out to you and helping you build, Betty.
0: Thank you for that, Jeannie. Well, yeah. Jeannie, let's let's start by talking a little bit more about personal value. Uh-huh. How do you how do you define that? How do you see this all factoring into uh, bullyproofing a person?
1: So personal value is knowing your strengths. And your weaknesses. You know, it's not about going around with this ego, tooting my horn, this and that. When I was a high school teacher, I had my students in my classroom. We had a middle, we had an extra classroom because all our students were behind in credits. And so our lunch period became an extra classroom. And I decided to make that kind of like genie's power hour kind of a thing, and I had all of my students, when they would come in, we had a very transient population. We could have someone there for two weeks, two days, or five years. (laughs) So it had to be continually upgrading. And what I taught my students to do was to come in and state their name and what they were good at and what they needed help with. And the reason we did that is because if I'm coming in and Sally stands up and says, hey, I got math covered, I'm good at math. And I'm weak. I know that I can go to Sally to get help. But if spelling, which it is, spelling, grammar, you know, is my weak point, thank goodness for spell check, you know, and talk to text. I don't know how to spell something. I'll be typing it, and Google's like, got nothing. And so I pick up my phone and I will talk it, and it spells it. I'm like, thank you. So but by knowing what I'm good at and what I'm weak at, then I can stand on that and I know what I can help people with and I know what I need help with. And so that personal value is knowing that every single person has value by this mere fact that you're alive and you're here. And so you have value. You have certain rights that are given to you as a human being nobody is more valuable than you and nobody is below you. We're all equal in God's eyes.
0: I completely agree. And, and what I love is that you're starting them out by being that mirror for them and helping them to first acknowledge, Oh, wait a second. I do have strengths like just right. Even just identify with having a strength. And -hmm. then you're asking them to identify it, which is going to empower them even more to really own that strength. And that's, that's beautiful. Was okay before I move to my next question. Was it well? So, here's another question instead. Okay, so, was it hard for you to leave teaching?
1: Yes, it was. I love teaching, and I feel so that thought of flying the coop, you know, kind of leaving the classroom and going out and creating my own classrooms, because this is a classroom, you know, all we're doing right here is a classroom, and being able, I have been so blessed, the Lord has taken my message to incredible places, and because of that, I've gotten to go to incredible places. Now, I know that because of COVID, we do much more virtual things than we do live things, which I have to admit, I miss. (laughs) I love that travel and meeting people in person that, you know, there's nothing that competes with that one-on-one, you know, hug. I like to hug people and talk to them. And, but this is a great second because we can reach people all over the world. We have no idea where this message is going to go. And I think that's just, you know, that, that is what, what allowed me to go from my little classroom of, you know, 20 to 30 to 45 people to hundreds of people. I've received emails from Japan. I've received, I've been on, on um, TV and radio in Europe and Ireland and Poland and, you know, all of these incredible places. And so that teacher who told me, "Gene, you need to reach more people was right in that I could go from my little classroom, have some courage, you know, and some tenacity to write this book and then be able to reach people. My, my book has reached people that I've never even met. And so it was that courage of going, okay, here I am. God is calling me to something higher. Oh my shoe. You know, and then the little breadcrumbs that you look back and go, Yeah, that's exactly what I was called to do. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Okay, thank you for for sharing that. Yeah, I I can imagine that the connection with, uh, I've had my own experiences working with kids, and and it, it can be so hard saying, I'm going to pivot and now move towards something else. But I, I, I so after 17 years, I could imagine that was challenging. But um, absolutely, this, this, yeah. the, all the world is a stage. We are all teachers for everybody. I personally yeah. believe, and yeah. and yes, you're able to reach so many more people this way. Okay, so now let's
1: talk. Well, about and it's just just a follow up to that. It's that we have to pivot. If we want something different, we have to do something different. You know, and I I was a single parent for a lot of my life. And so that secure monthly paycheck and medical benefits and everything was very important to me. And so leaving that took faith, big faith. But it started as little faith that God then grew into big faith as he grew my business. And the Lord markets my business <laughs> that's how you came back to me you know and we have been booking engagement after engagement recently and it's the Lord and i just i look back at that and i go what if i never had left my classroom what if i hadn't had the courage to go okay lord i accept and and i i look at all the people that wouldn't have you know and, and part, that's not an ego thing it's a I fulfilled what the Lord was calling me to do. If I hadn't of, the Lord knows that we're human. He would have had somebody else step into that place. But I'm so grateful that I had the courage to step into it so that he could use me. So grateful.
0: I, I love that. And I'll just, just so you know, the audio got a little bit, but I I got the gist of what you're saying about it. Someone else is going to fill in for you, right. As, as that mm-hmm. next teacher that can help those kids while you go on to your next thing, yeah. because this is Jeannie's purpose and mission and, and all of that too. And, yeah. and I can totally relate to the small faith growing into bigger <laughs> faith. Uh, I love that. Okay. Before yeah. we move on to the next question, let me take a quick look at the comments again, just see what's showing up. And I clicked, I clicked an extra button. So hold on one second. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) We have have Leslie saying great topic. I completely agree. Thank you, Leslie. I'm I'm glad you you identify. And uh, Betty is saying, okay, thank you to the offer. Awesome. 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 And I think it looks like we have Jennifer Lyle here with us. Helene is saying hello to, to Jennifer. So good to have you here with us as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so Jeannie, now let's talk about perspective. How does perspective factor into this whole taming the bully between your ears and bullyproofing yourself?
1: So I have to remember that hurt people hurt people. And when I can remember that, when I get that negative comment on social media, or I get that negative comment, you know, whatever, I remember hurt people hurt people. And I can reach out to that person with an olive branch instead of a stick. And I think that's important to remember, especially in today's society where where we have so much that's thrown at us all the time, that it can hurt, it can be If we allow it, it can be devastating. In my book, I start with a quote by Viktor Frankl. And it says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our power to choose. And in our choice lies our growth and our freedom. And I think that is so profound. And for those of you that don't know, because I know it's been a while, Viktor Frankl was a psychologist through the Holocaust. And so when he got out, he wrote a book, Man's Search for Meaning, one of the books. He wrote quite a few. But in there, that's what he says. We have this space. We get to choose. And our choice is what creates us. You know, I tell my students all the time, my my people that that – Our character is gained by many actions and lost by one. I can be honest and have integrity for years and then somebody catches me in one line and all of those years fall apart. So it's that perspective and the courage that comes with, hey, this person is being mean to me. It has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. And if I can be honest with myself and go, yeah, you know what? I was a little crunchy the other day and I said something I shouldn't have said. Then I can go, you know, I can forgive them. So it's that perspective of, yeah, I've been there and it's not about me. It's about them. How can I help? Then that shifts it from that bullying or why me or poor me or why is everybody always picking on me to that how can I help? I can move into a a power of, of of service and caring
0: well and what i love about that is how when you have that foundation i'll do yeah. down here foundation of personal value that can set a person up so that they can have that perspective and go wait a second yeah. this isn't about me you know something's going on with that person or whatever and and like you said so uh, yeah okay i love that love that Let's move on to the next question about
1: Well, I love what you brought up about foundation, because this is in our book and it says personal value, perspective and planned responses and then practice, 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 because you will never. I'm going
0: to I'm going to make you bigger so everyone can see that really quick. Okay. I hope everyone got a glimpse
1: of that. I hope so too. And if you want, if you want a copy of just that, let me know my daughter helped me with the graphics in my book, but it's the personal value absolutely is the foundation because if I don't believe, if I don't have faith, if I don't have hope for the future, there's no way I can build. And so it's got to be the foundation. And then my perspective comes next because once I know that I'm valuable that I am a child of God, that I'm a, a child of my parents, that you know, then I'm like, okay, I get a chance too, and then my perspective builds on that, and then we'll go into planned responses later. But it's it absolutely is the foundation, absolutely.
0: I I'm so glad we're talking about this today, Jeannie. This this resonates with so many people in so many different ways. So such a such a great topic to have you here today. Uh, let's, let's talk now about planned responses. How, how does that fit into all of this bullyproofing you?
1: Okay. So I have learned that when emotion is high, intelligence is low, (laughs) you know? So like when somebody says something to you and that emotion kicks up and you can't think of anything to say and you're like, ah, and then two hours later, you know exactly what to say. That's that emotion. That emotion clouds our thinking and our judgment. In fact, we were playing a game yesterday as a family. It's called Anomia or an anemia. I don't remember what it's called. But it's a card game that has symbols and words. And when you flip it over, if you match somebody, you have to say. So, like, you'll flip it over and it'll say, brand a bicycle. And you've got to yell at a brand a bicycle before they say whatever's on your card, like dinosaurs or whatever. And so it's so crazy how you'll be looking at that and it'll say, like, a color. And you can't think of any color at all (laughs) because that emotion is high, right? So we train ourselves how to think or process when that emotion is high. And until I get to that state where I can think and process, I need some planned responses that I can use while I'm bringing down the emotion and bringing online my brain. And so that's what planned responses is all about. That ability to have those one-liners that you can use right away that protect you, that don't attack the other person, but will diffuse the situation. That's what planned responses are.
0: Okay, this went in a completely opposite direction from where I thought you were gonna go. And I love it. So I love it. You're, you're, so what I hear is you're really helping people who, um, I mean, this is helpful for everyone, but anyone who can really identify with, oh no, I I freeze up. I don't know what to say in a moment. Maybe I freak out. You know, again, when you have that foundation of knowing who you are. And I wanna say, when you know where you're headed to, You can have some pre-planned responses of, well, what's, you know, what's the, what is my, I don't know, various ways, what is my truth or what would be most appropriate? What would I like to hear? Things like that, that then can help a person be more comfortable in speaking their truth and standing up for themselves with their voice um, Mm -hmm. or just being present through their
1: voice. Yeah, and the book walks you step-by-step step through how to create your planned responses, how to practice your planned responses, how to learn how to think when that emotion is high, or how to drain the emotion off so you can think. And so it walks you through that. And one of the, the things that I did to help myself get ready to go on stage, because I, you know, all those voices, that speech impediment, all of that is still there. I've just learned how to work through it. You know, and I, for a long time, as a teacher and then even on stage, I wouldn't write. But I love flip charts because they help prove, you know, they they help you, they bring you in more. And people can take notes off of them. That gives you a visual representation, but I was afraid. And so I remember saying, okay, I'm coming clean. I can't spell. I have horrible writing. And, you know, a student would ask me a question. I'd be afraid to answer it because... Right. Of all those, all those reasons that I had. And I'm like, I'm not teaching. I'm not helping. I'm, I'm not helping. And so by first of all, owning that and saying, hey, I got issues. And then second all, second of all, saying we can deal with this. You know, if I, if you sign up for my newsletter, it may have a misspelled word in it and it's okay. And I've had people, you know, attack me for that. State. I can't believe you're putting this out. How unprofessional of you. And I'm like, I don't have somebody edit all of my stuff. This is from me. I do the best I can. And if you need somebody who's perfect, I am not your girl. <laughs> this is not me. But if you want well, somebody this- who's authentic and has a heart of service and really wants to help, then I'm your the girl. And so that planned response comes when those zingers come. that say, hey, you're stupid, or you don't know what you're doing. Why are you in business? You can just say, thanks for sharing. I don't need to attack them. You know, and I've had people attack me on saying, well, why are you saying thanks for sharing? Well, because I want them to know that I value them and I respect them as a person. I'm also not going to get into an argument with them about what their thought is and my thought is. My thought's different. You're, And that's okay. Thanks for sharing your opinion. I appreciate that. Next
0: I, so I I love this for two reasons. The first one is, is by you accepting, you know, if there's a typo or whatever mistakes you might make, uh, you know, and it, we don't even have to call it a mistake because everything can is perfect as it is. But <laughs> when we do those things that we might identify as a mistake or an error, whatever it might be, number one, you're leading by example and teaching others that it's okay too. And that is so beautiful. What a gift to be able to do that, especially with a teacher and kids, but also, you know, of course, adult to adult mm-hmm. as well. But the second thing, the second thing is, uh, and this is for all my, you know, law of attraction people and stuff, is as we can be that mirror for each other, those people can also mirror back to us. Oh goodness. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I have been thinking that about myself and, you know, I'm, I'm on the way out of that. So, okay. We're, you know, we get to actively practice thinking that new self-belief and uh, no, I'm not stupid or I'm not wrong or whatever it might be. Uh, I'm, I'm human. And I, you know, I'm, like you said, you know, God's gift. I'm, I'm here for a reason, all of that. And it's not about being perfect. So
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, when you were talking about that growth, that new belief, you know, and and, you know, you have that XY paradigm, right? X being the old belief, Y being the new belief, and I've got to bring it in and assimilate it, right? I have that cognitive dissonance going on. X is smashing up against Y. How do I accept that? Because for so long I was made fun of, you know, people called me all these names. Now I'm saying, wait a minute, I'm valuable and I have something to share. That's an X, Y paradigm that smashes into each other. How do you allow that X paradigm to recede and the Y paradigm to come up? Because that is with anything that we're doing. And so, you know, what am I walking through? And I would love for you, those of you that are online, just type in the chats. Hey, this is an X, Y paradigm that I'm going through that I would like some help with. And we do it at our house. We just call a family meeting. You know, I say, hey, family meeting, mom's got an XY paradigm thing. She's got to shift, you know, or my kids or whatever. This is the old belief. This is the new belief. How can we decrease one and bring up the other? Because I know that just because I know it here, I don't really know it until it's in my heart and I'm living it. When it's in my heart and I'm living it, then I can say I know it. But until then... I know that are the worst words you could never say.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yep, yep. I've learned that one. And to me, that's an ongoing learning practice because there's, there's always something new to learn. It's like, oh, oh, I've learned this new thing. Oh, maybe not entirely. So i <laughs> some of that. Okay. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I want to take a look at some of these. We've got some bigger comments. Let's just take a quick look at these here. We have Helene saying, I am thankful I am here for I believe I can learn something to not listen to my bully within me while I go through chemo treatment. Thank you, Kim O'Neill, for the show. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, Helene, that you are here and you are learning something. And um, you're doing amazing. You're very courageous, doing amazing in life. So
1: I'm glad to have you And here. Helene, um, people live through chemo. I am an example of that. I had cancer when I was younger, and I'm still here. So cancer is not a death sentence like it used to be. Chemo's rough. And you got this. You can do this. Okay. Hang in there and let me know how I can help. I'd love to support you. You got this.
0: Thank you for sharing that, Jeannie. We have Betty here who's saying, I remembered the girl who happened to be my teammate pushes me hard to the locker by surprise. The key I showed my compassion and look intensively to her eyes. That was the end of bullying during intense civil right fighting. Wow, Betty. Betty, what I know of you today is I know you are one strong, courageous person who is putting themselves out there to help other people. So um, I'm certain stories like this are absolutely what uh, yeah. have helped you also be in those yeah. valleys to get to those mountaintops and grow and be stronger. And um, I, you know, I want to, I, yeah, just speak a brief moment about those, those people it, children in school yeah. who, yeah. who, you know, kind of start out at the, as the bully. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I want to say about them. I think yeah, as an adult, people you know, hurt people, it, it's, right.
1: It's, yeah. Right. Right. Um, zero tolerance doesn't adults. work because you're attacking bullies. They're already being attacked. You know, they need love just as much as their victims. And I went into almost every single one of my students' homes because parent teacher conferences, parents didn't show up. And so I went to the parent and I, as soon as I walked in their house, I went, oh, wow, Timmy's doing really good. <laughs> you know, and it would change your perspective. And I would look at the parents and I would try to support them. And I'm like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. You know, maybe Timmy's being a bully because Timmy's being bullied.
0: Right, right. And if
1: you have a zero tolerance rule, you just t- kick Timmy out. Who's going to help Timmy? Who's going to be there to pick Timmy up? And so, and so, yes, we need to help empower the victims and we need to also help, help ease the pain of the bullies because they're both valuable. No one is more valuable than the other. And so by Betty, you know, coming forward and showing that empathy towards the person who is bullying her, that means that she valued that human life. And I think we have forgotten human life is valuable. It's so valuable. And we need to treat it that way.
0: Thank you, Jeannie. I knew there was something more to say there. I, the only word that was coming to mind was compassion, but I, you said everything excellently. So I, I grateful, grateful that you, you spoke to that. Um, so Jeannie, let's tell everyone where they can go to get your book. I've got your website here, geniesiscometh.com. Um, Is that the correct
1: place? Yes, I was made aware this morning of an issue with the link. <laughs> and so please okay. just send me an email directly to my inbox and that's genie at genie and so i i apologize for that breakdown um my people are working on it <laughs> but i doubt it's been resolved by now i was on a show um yesterday and um be, was made aware that that was a problem so we're in the process of working on that and so just shoot me an email no genie at genie dot meth.com And so my full name, yeah, the website's geniesdiscometh.com. So there's just no um, hyphen in it. And so um, genie at geniesdiscometh.com. Shoot me an email and I will get you a free digital copy of my book. Um, Yes, perfect. I'll get you a free digital copy of my book. And um, this, I truly believe, was inspired I it was, yes, I used it, you know, while I was teaching. I've used it in my own life. I use it with my clients, my coach, my um, on the stage, and it is powerful. I remember when it came back from the editor and I was reading it, and I'm like, this is a good book. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I wrote this, you know, pinch myself, pinch. I can't believe that that little farm girl that got made fun of every day wrote a book to impact and empower people. And I know that it is God's blessing. And I just just want to share it with as many people as I can so that we can take care of the victims and we can hold hands with the bullies and we can bring people together into a more uplifting and empowering world.
0: I love that. And I just want to say for everybody who's listening on the on any podcast platform, the way you spell Jeannie at Genie Cisco Meth is J-E-N-I-E at J E A N I E C I S C O M as in Mary E-T-H dot com. Jeannie at genie dot Email her and she'll get you hooked up with access to her book and anything else. Um
1: the beautiful thing about my name is that I am the only Cisco meth. <laughs> That's nice. In fact, I got a client out of California who had been addicted to meth for some time and was looking for help. And my name kept popping up. And she's like, I just had to contact you. <laughs> so even if you spell Cisco wrong, meth will, will bring me up. And, you know, I'm, I'm the crackhead teacher. <laughs>
0: I love that i I love that you have a sense of humor about it that's awesome um okay so betty is saying thank you for sharing your wisdom and and uh leslie is being affirmative to betty betty you are amazing you guys are so awesome in in the comments in the chat wonderful okay so Jeannie, i have one of your quotes here i'd like to share and It is this one really stood out to me on your website. Personal value begins with the decision to like yourself. Do it today so your children will do it tomorrow. And I love that. That absolutely speaks to what we were just talking about in terms of bullies, you know, as children. Um, Yeah. Jeannie, I think we're, go ahead. Go ahead. I was
1: just going to say so often, and I'm, I'm going to talk to the moms now because, you know, hey, I'm a mom. And I remember when my kids were younger. Now, my kids are adults now. But when I was younger, I would get up and I go, oh, my hair is a mess. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting weight." Or right, I would cut myself down. And then I heard my daughter doing it and my son doing it. And I'm like, whoa whoa if you want to know all your little quirks and you know little ticks spend some time with a two-year-old <laughs> they, will, they will show you what you're doing and be going, oh my gosh and so i'm like i gotta change this because i don't want my daughter growing into the worst version of me i want her to be the best version of her and if i'm holding her back because of things i'm saying or doing i gotta change that and so um, I start walking down the hall and I we had um, a mirror along the hallway and I stopped and I looked at them in the kitchen. The kids were in the kitchen and I look, I stopped and I looked and I'm like, Oh baby, check it out. I worked on this all night. You know, my hair is all messed and I'm like, check it out. Looking good. You go girl. And I go on into the kitchen and my kids are like, Come on, a (laughs) weirdo. Like I said, I'm the crackhead teacher. But if I say things about me that are derogatory, guess who's going to say things about them? So if you're saying things to yourself that you would never say to someone else, knock it off. Knock it off. It's time to start being kind to me too. The Bible says, love thy neighbor as thyself. Not more, not less. As thyself. And so if I'm saying things to me that are mean and derogatory and spiteful and hurtful, what the freak? I wouldn't say that to someone else. Why am I saying it to me? Stop. Just stop. Start being nice. Nice. Take out my hair, baby. Worked on it all night. Right? Or, hey, mom's got a little extra patty to hug. Whatever. Just nice things. Nice
0: things. This is so excellent that you brought this up because I was about to talk about self-love and I love how I, I, what I have noticed is there's a lot of people who think, you know, that self-love is selfish. And so there's this overemphasis on, I'm going to love and care for everybody else. And oh, self-love, no, that's, that's wrong. You're not supposed to do that. And you, you helped remind everyone, no, it's a level playing field. And by Mm -hmm. only focusing on everybody else, you are doing yourself and in service and them a disservice as well. So it's, right. it's you first and then you get to give value. Yeah. And, and I just love that you added that. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Well, and I can't tell you how many times. So when my daughter was little, we were doing, I was doing karate with her because, Hey, why not? Right. And so here I am, I think I was like, what, 20, 29 when we were doing karate and I'm doing somersaults and I'm doing, you know, cartwheels. I can't do those things, but I can't tell you how many mothers came up to me and were like, wow, I can't believe you have the courage to do this or wow, you inspired me. I've started walking or what I learned from that is I need to go first oh, yes. because by me going first, I allow others to follow. So when I'm authentically me, others can be authentically them. I have an ex-husband who used to just harangue me for playing with my kids. I'd be out in the front yard, we'd be playing tag and laughing, and he would get so upset. Because it was embarrassing him. That's one of the reasons he's my ex, right? There's a reason we have it. But what it is, is I'm like, my current husband and I have been married for over 20 years. And people still ask us, are oh, you guys doing much are like, yeah, 20 years, baby. And it's because I can be me every single day. It's easy to be me. But to be someone else, that's hard. That takes effort. And I, it's just so be you. As long as you're doing legal, moral, and ethical things, <laughs>
0: right, right, yeah. Okay, I, I so I I completely get what you're saying, and I want to speak to the people who are going. It's not easy being me. It's so hard to be me. I'm scared as ever. I'm you right. know I'm afraid to do this. Right? No one's gonna love me or like me, accept me. Blah 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 blah. The work is to, I'm going to say the work is to clear some of that out first, start loving yeah. yourself first, and then it becomes easier to be yourself. Cause I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Bottom line, ultimately it is easiest for us to be ourselves versus, uh, you know, I, there's that quote out there, um, better to be a, I don't know, it's instead of a second rate version of someone else, be a first rate yeah. version of yourself, right. something yeah. like that.
1: I, well, and I, I always remind myself, God made me. I mean, I used to teach health and sex ed and all that stuff. And when you study how we came to be, you take two half cells, stick them together and create this multifunctioning human being. You tell me there's no God, excuse me. All you got to do is look at creation, right? right? What that means, though, is that I am supposed to be here right here, right now, in this time, because my skills, my talents, my weaknesses, all of me is needed right now. To impact whoever I need to impact, to empower whoever I need to impact, you know, to help as much as I can, whether that's just my kids and my family or whether it's a 100,000 people from the stage. It doesn't matter. It's my calling. And if I'm trying to be someone else, I can't fulfill my calling. That's someone else's calling. Let them do their thing. You do yours, whatever it is. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's painting. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's podcasting. I don't know. But and, you've got to find you because that's who God needs.
0: And, and you may think, of, uh, think about that and go, wait a second, though. There are so many people doing the same thing. It's not about <laughs> doing the same thing. There are many people doing kind mm-hmm. of the same thing. But when you are you, you do it your own unique way. And therefore, there's nobody doing what you do the way that you do it. And that's why you were created to fill that place in the world. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And repetition is the second law of learning, you know. And so the first law of learning is recognizing that you need to learn. The second law of learning is repetition. So, I don't know how many times I would say something to my kids, and then they would go down the street to the neighbors or their basketball coach or whatever, and then come back and say, hey, mom, guess what? And I'm like, I've been saying that for years. And I was just frustrated, right? Then I realized, hang on, all of those times I said it, I was preparing the soil. I was pulling the weeds and I was digging up the soil and turning it over so that when that person said what they said, the way they said it, that seed could plant and take hold. And so all of us need to be who we are, authentically who we are. And don't, don't discount what you're saying. I can't tell you how many times somebody has come up to me after a live event Now, hopefully, virtually you guys can reach out to me. But after a live event and said, Jeannie, I've heard that concept before, but the way you said it finally sunk in. Those there are people out there that are waiting for your voice. If you're feeling called to do something, as long as it's real, moral, and ethical, step up and do it. Because that means there's a space that you gotta fill. And if you're afraid and you shrink back, guess what? God can grow your faith from the size of a mustard seed to a mighty oak tree. And it takes action. You can't just say, God, grow my faith. Guess what? When you say, God, grow my faith, you are going to have struggles. Because that's what it takes to grow you. And we started with that, right? Struggle!
0: struggles. <laughs> Oh, I, I I love that you added that in here. I think, uh, I yeah, I, oh so great. I love that repetition quote and that the way you explained all of that. And yeah, we have we have Betty saying Amen, and Helene was saying God bless Genie Cisco, Amen. amen Loving <laughs> yourself, and and Helene's also saying, See Kim O'Neill, I am listening to you when you were sharing <laughs> for me to keep working. <laughs> <laughs> I I see it. I see it. You're doing fantastic. Uh, This awesome sauce. Okay, Jeannie, so we are nearing the end of today's conversation. (sighs) I want to first remind everyone where they can go to connect with you. Uh, Jeannie said it's best to reach out to her via email, so you can email her at Jeannie at JeannieCiscoMeth.com. And uh, Jeannie, is there anything else you'd like to share with people um, about reaching out to or?
1: I just want to say that you are loved. Beyond measure, you are loved. You are special, and you are needed in this time and space because you're living in this time and space. It takes courage, my friend. And so I've never shared this before, but this is a sticky note on my desk. I have two probably that I will share. This one says, dream, pray, listen, take action, have faith, and enjoy. And it reminds me to dream big and then pray that his will be done and then to listen because those little God prompts are taking you where you want to go. You just have the courage to do them. And sometimes they're weird, like, hey, Lord, I want. And then he says, yeah, go talk to the neighbor across the street. And you're like, I don't want to talk to them. right but that's what it takes and in fact okay um i haven't talked to anyone about this at all i'm starting a new research project and i'd love for you guys to join it with me so at christmas no we haven't got to christmas yet at thanksgiving <laughs> my neighbor came over send her little girl over and um she was asking for a third of a cup of sugar and i went and i got this and i'm like wait a minute I can give more than just a third of a cup. And so I put like a cup and a half in a little Ziploc bag and sent it with her. And then my husband and I were talking just the other day about how we have really kind of lost community. You know, you used to borrow sugar. You used to, you know, talk to your neighbor over the fence. You used to, and we've lost that. And I said, okay, what if I started going around the neighborhood and asking to borrow things and then taking it back more abundantly, in better shape than when I got it, maybe something new, what ripple would that create? What ripple would we have if I went over and borrowed a cup of sugar from Rebecca? And then I took her a whole four-pound bag of sugar. To What would that do? I don't know, but that's a pretty cool question. I think we would start to come back to our community. We'd start to see our neighbors and instead of going, hey, and walking on by, we'd be like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? What are you kids doing? Did you take care of that thing? How can I help with this? And we'd get back to that community, to that family. We need worldwide families. Yes. Because when I know someone, I'm much less likely to hurt them. That was one of the things that I learned from where I worked because I... I used to tell people, don't mess with me. I got connections to every gang in the state, baby," And that's true. We would bring these gang members from all over the state and stick them in one classroom. And we never had a gang fight. Even though we were afraid, that's what would happen. We never had a gang fight. Because Jimmy met Johnny and no longer were they Bloods or Crips. They were Jimmy and Johnny in Jimmy's health classroom. That's how we bring the world back together. We build community one relationship at a time.
0: <sighs> okay. That is a powerful story to begin to close out on. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I I love stories like that. I've heard stories like that before. Um, and I, I agree. I, there's a world family and it's uh, beneficial for the world to come together for sure. Yeah, Jeannie, thank you so much for being here today. It's great. It's wonderful. Thank having you. Here today. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just drop you back down into the lobby and close out the show. And then I'll see you again in a few moments. Okay. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. let me know in the comments, what are you taking away from today's conversation? How has this conversation about bully proofing you? We talked about personal value perspectives and also how prepared responses can help you If you're, I'm going to say, learning to use your voice, uh, learning how to get out of your head a little more, bridging that gap between head and heart. I love everything Jeannie shared today. And I also want to just go back to the story that I shared at the very beginning about how Jeannie and I met, because I think it contributes to how we ended the show as well about how one small, simple kindness that she offered me years ago, literally, I I may have been 2016, 2015. I don't don't even know exactly. One little offer that she made me that I never even took her up on stuck stuck with me for forever (laughs) since then. And she has repeatedly showed up in my thoughts as a kind person. And that's how we reconnected when I reached out to her. And I think is one way how we come together as a world family. And so- Think about how ways that you could do that in your world. Who might you be able to reach out to? I am thinking of a few people on my end. And when we take those actions to reach out to someone that maybe you don't want to reach out to, um, when you do it with kindness, when you do it with love, you contribute to that ripple effect of healing in the world, healing yourself, healing others, bridging the gap, connecting, creating that world family Jenny was talking about. I could ramble on and on forever. So I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. I want to say thank you for being here today to connect with me. Learn more about the everyday is a new day show. Of course, you can always go to Kim Learn more about my coaching and meditation services. The everyday is a new day show is wonderful having you here today. Remember that every day is a new day. Wherever you were. Yesterday does not have to be where you are today or tomorrow. And it's all shifted simply by you making that new decision, recognizing the choices you have to pivot into the present moment. You are loved. You are valuable. Have an amazing day. I will see you all again soon.